Konnichiwa, everybody. Um, just wanted to uh, make a quick announcement uh, before our show actually begins. Um, yes, this is Mitch, your host with some of the most. Uh, <laughs> make that joke on the episode. Um, anyways, guys, uh, we did it. Um, when I recorded this, we were sitting at 999. Uh, when, I when we recorded this episode uh, last Saturday. Uh, we were sitting at 999 listens. Guys, we've officially done it. Talking anime is officially over 9,000. No, that is that is wrong. I gave you the wrong math. I just had to do the, the, the quote. It's over 1,000. Yes, Talking Anime is officially over 1,000 listens. My fucking God, everybody. This has been something I never thought would have happened in uh, the time I would have been doing this is hitting a thousand listens. And it, it's, it's still kind of, it feels weird right now being at 1000 listens because, you know, when I, when I started this uh, almost a year ago, I'm at, we're coming up on uh, a year very soon. Um, I never thought that talking anime would have been what it is now, you know, meeting like the fantastic people that I've had, like, you know, the anime bros, um, talking to, uh, having Matt and Brad from Otaku Melancholy on here as well. And then hopefully having some people from like other big podcasts of this realm and then some like small up, up and coming ones. Um, I do also want to do a quick shout out to, um, Sugoi Summit, Sugai, Sugoi, Sugoi Summit. They're close to 200 listens. So, Everyone who listens to this, please go and check them out. They're on all platforms. Also, a huge shout out to How Not to Summon, a podcast. Uh, they're doing some great, fantastic content. Shout out to them as well. And any other podcast that I've talked to, um, I will eventually have more other content people on soon, hopefully. Uh, I've been talking to some other podcasters that... People may or may not know, and so actually some YouTubers, I've been talking to a couple. The plan is to have them on very soon. Um, we got some big names where we finally roped in, and we're going to have on very, very soon. Um, but I just wanted to record this saying thank you for 1,000 listens. Um, talking anime is not going anywhere. Do not ever worry. The hashtag best worst Anime podcast will always be here for as long as me and Sky are capable of doing it. Something were to happen, it will always be here as much as possible. If I can't be the one hosting it, which will never happen, if something happens to me, I will always be grateful for the people who have listened. And I thank every single one of you from the bottom of and of you know my my heart and soul of this this lonely weeb <laughs> this lowly weeb who never thought his podcast would amount to anything this is just showing that the support from all the fantastic podcasts that mention the show all the fantastic people who go around telling people about my show all that stuff thank you every single one of you it means the world to me that we made it to 1000 listens I know it's not a huge thing, but to me it is. This is the most successful podcast that I've done since podcasting, and I'm just hoping that, you know, 
we keep going. You know, we got that year coming up. When we hit that year, we're going to be releasing, by the way, the year spectacular, spectacular, whatever, uh, our one-year anniversary episode will actually be dropping on our anniversary. Um, I made the decision to release it on our anniversary when that does come up. So if you are a fan of always wanted to ask questions, um, the Discord always always come to the Discord. There's a link below. You join us. You can talk to me and you can talk to Sky. Get to know us, everything else. If you can support us, you know, you can support us on our usuals. All the links are below. But like I said, the main thing was coming on here and saying thank you and that we did it. The next milestone, milestone obviously, 2,000 listens. That's next. Um, hopefully we can get it within another year like we did this time around. You know, we made 1,000 before one year, so that's huge. So it means, again, it means the world to me, guys, that you have listened to this show. You know, 1,000 listens, and we're barely at, like, 50 episodes. We're barely to 100 episodes, and we're already cracking into 1,000 listens. So let's hope for when we hit a fucking hit 100 episodes, when we hit that big one double zero, we can fucking get close to 2,000 listens. That would be amazing to have 2000 listens done and under a belt before episode 100. Um, so also I mentioned it in uh, the episode that I'm going to be doing an episode with Gachi man. Um, still doing it next week, but there is a slight change. There could be a possibility of us not doing uh Dororo. If that is the case, we will have him back on later to talk about the show um, but we do have something planned for when he does come out. And also, another thing to announce, um, Isekide, um, I'm recording this on March 9th. So, like, a couple days before this is actually released um, on the main feed. And if you're listening to it on Patreon, again, thank you guys for, for supporting us for so long. You guys are awesome. And thank you, Gachi Man, for joining us. But, um... Isakide, uh, we're recording this weekend and it will be dropping next Friday. Um, I wasn't, uh, I got burnt out from the week, so I wasn't able to record, uh, Isakide with everybody. So we missed out on recording, but Isakide will be dropping, uh, next Friday. Hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed. As long as editing doesn't get in the way, we should be out and ready by next Friday. And that will be our, Five or our D and D five E with um, an anime flair to it. Um, yeah, I, again, I it, it blows my mind. Thank you guys for supporting us. It means the world that you guys have been listening. Um, if you guys want to leave us reviews, please, please leave us reviews so we can start getting higher on the charts. We hit a thousand listens, guys. So let's start climbing up them charts. Leave us. Five star reviews, one star reviews, whatever. Just if you can leave us a review on whatever platform allows you to do reviews. Thank you guys, and I will see you guys in the episode. Bye bye. Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome to Talking Anime, the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. Hit the theme music! <coughs>
Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome back to Talking Anime. It is your host with the sum of the most. It is Mitch, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sky. Hi, Sky. Hello, glad to be here again, as always. And today, we are not alone for another week in a row. We have some guests, but... Returning for like the third time, it is the Anime Bros, JD and Earthworm. Yay! Yay we're here. Yay. I'm glad my internet just connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh it is swell. It is great to have you guys back on once again, and it's good to have you guys on now with the new, you know, way we're doing everything now with Sky on board. Now it's. Great to have you guys finally on. Yeah, it's a collab with a collab with a collab. What? Yeah, Very happy to be here. Yeah, this is actually crazy, too. This is like the, what is it, the fourth episode in a row with guests on? Uh, Yes, fourth. And then next <laughs> week is a new, we also have uh, a big announcement. Big announcement. We have a new Patreon supporter. Yeah! Yay. Yeah! Uh, Gachi Man is officially part of the Otaku Tier Club, so... He will be on next week, and we're going to be talking about the 1969 classic Toradoro. Or Doro. Oh, you're watching Tora the Dora. original Dororo? We're, he wanted to watch the original Dororo, so we're going to watch the original Dororo. Where Dora do you Ro find next. that nowadays? Is that bad boy on like YouTube yeah. or something? Um, you have to sail the high seas for this That one. sounds about I was right. I uh, they have the new one on Amazon. So. I I went to look for it. Crunchyroll has the first two episodes of the twenty six episodes. What? So why? Well, good. Why even you have can that? catch up on all of it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so, kind of glad that I'm gonna miss this one because I don't really, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> and I, I looked at it. It's it's it looks like nineteen sixty cartoons. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> and also, um, as of the today recording uh we are officially at 999 listens yeah oh. we're close to that 1000 listens ladies and germs <laughs> so close that's the big that, number right there it's crazy because uh, it was um i think it was when we did the uh, last week's episode unseen's episode um our numbers like everywhere just made a huge spike so Hopefully we can just keep the ball rolling and we can get to 2000 and we're getting close to one year of being a podcast. So it's another exciting milestone coming up because I know you guys just celebrated roughly one year as well. Yeah, actually, a little spoilers alert. Our next episode is our one year anniversary. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when like the the release dates go. But uh, yeah, about a year. uh, We started in March of 2020. Uh, And honestly, it was like three days before all the crazy like shit happened we this this wasn't like a hey we're stuck at home let's make a podcast we were just like hey let's just make a podcast and then all of a sudden they're like covid's like you guys need to separate yeah that's like oh yeah all right it was definitely a learning curve but um yeah i've had a blast yeah no like geez i think i started listening to you guys i think not long after you guys started I think second or third episode in, Mitch, I, I think you were our first yeah. uh, discord member who was like just a legitimate like fan at the time. Like Danny from anime yeah. summit was in there, but she had like, she was just kind of helping us along being our Sherpa. And we had mm-hmm. like our buddy Cashman was just hanging out there to fluff the numbers up. 
and to support us. And then you, I, like I said, I think you were the first like legitimate person that came around, liked the podcast, yeah. and joined for that simple fact. Mm. So infinite thank yous. Oh yeah, of course. Infinite thank you. I always, I always, you know, whenever I, I mention like a lot of my favorite podcasts, like anime podcasts, you guys are definitely up there because, uh, like you guys and the Anime Summit and the Otaku Melancholy, all three of you guys are like the reason why talking anime is what it is. So, you know. So you're saying big, uh, we're part of the big three? God. Oh my God! I want to pick Naruto. We're we're, we're Naruto. Just, we're we just choosing to ignore Anime Addicts Anonymous and Anime World Order and Trash Taste. We're just looking the other way on those ones, huh? <laughs> no, we're the we're the big three. Shut up, Earthworm. Trash, Let me have this you one. Guys, you guys were there longer than Trash Taste. But yeah, but I mean, they're like they're blowing up, dude. That uh, and honestly, but they're not they're not an oh, anime yeah. podcast, though. You can't but, call them one. But, okay, they but, talk about anime, but they're they're not. They're but no I think I think it's a good thing. Though. I think it's a good thing that they're getting such like ridiculously high numbers because that makes it easier for us, the the little guys, to look at a company, a mm. potential sponsor, and be like, hey, this is what an anime podcast could potentially be. These are the numbers <laughs> could you could be, be looking at. And it, it definitely helps to have a template, and it's just exposing more. Yeah, more YouTube people. doesn't hurt either, bud. No, YouTube doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. The fact that there's a podcast out there gaining the traction that they are in the anime sphere, I think, is like super duper helpful to everybody else. I think there's going to be a little bit of a trickle down effect. Oh yeah, eventually, it's like anime podcast is going to be like anime in in general. Like, we just need that one big... Th we need that quote-unquote um, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z podcast to appear to break us in, and then the rest of us will just slowly start showing up, and then, you know, that's when we'll start hitting, like, Joe Rogan numbers, but that's, you know, down Sure, sure, but I think... I just think that that's up. helpful to have an example to look at and be like, hey, they're doing it, so can we. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, Jamie, look that up real quick. Jamie, look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Jamie. Right? We all want a uh, Jamie. Jeez, I, I just need someone to edit this podcast for me. <laughs> I mean, but I'm here. Also, you never ask. <laughs> also, I, I do want to also put out or point out that the fact that I don't sound like I'm underwater now anymore because my new mic is finally here. So this is the first episode with my awesome new mic. So I sound clear, beautiful, and kind of nasally. Uh, dude, new, nice new gear is the best fucking feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. And um, also another thing I have to point out before we get into like the the meat and the potatoes, uh, this drops next Thursday, uh, the following Friday. Uh, if uh, my editing is done on time, uh, my new podcast uh, Isekai, which is the five E actual play D and D reskinned with anime feel to it, should be out on platforms as well. So hopefully that works. Nice. So. If if not, it'll be out like uh, not long after this episode actually drops. I know but. it takes a little while yeah, with the yeah, with the new podcast. It takes no. a minute for all the uh, all the distributors to get on board and be like, "Yeah, you're cool. We'll we'll distribute you." It takes a couple of days. Mm. Yeah, ex especially since I'm not going to be uploading this through like this feed. Yeah, like I would, but I don't want to muddy up. No, like, yeah, they're different shows. This, I feel you. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, uh. What has everybody been watching this week? Besides the obvious. Besides <laughs> yeah. the obvious uh, thing we were talking about. <laughs> yes. uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first. I've been catching up on Attack on Titan. I am seven episodes in. 
Um, I'm waiting for my other seasonals to kind of pick up. I haven't decided what seasonal, like what original seasonal, non-sequel, that I'm going to start on yet. But i um, been taking it kind of easy. A lot of my time has been spent playing Monster Hunter Iceborne. So so there's that. Um, but yeah, I actually got back into Smash the other night too. So that's all that Earthworm's been up to. I was going to say, uh, you're definitely catching up on that attack on Titan trying to get to the halfway point. Dude, I busted out like seven episodes in like two days. It was very, very quick. I just kept watching. It's it's very easy to um, put the next episode on, you know what I mean? Oh, it, oh, it is. I mean, I'm only three episodes in there. It's It's been a lot of seasonal watching. I still can't give out the name of the Force Recommendations, but we do that on yep. our show, Me and Earthworm. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a lot of that while Mr. Earthworm hasn't watched any. Hasn't started I will yet. say that right now. Par for the course. Um, Called out live. So, yeah, yeah, he's gonna wait till the last minute. Um, but basically, that's that's about it. I'm catching up on that. Everything I have to do essentially for the show, and I'm hoping soon after that's all done, it's gonna be you know Mr. JD's time and watch things I kind of want to watch again. You just want to watch Kuroku so. no basketball so bad, don't you? You see, you see I you do, just... but I can't watch that one because there's gonna be. I gotta also watch Ass Class, you know, because we went to class. Oh with yeah, the boys yeah. And, Ethan's been giving yeah. us fucking hell. He's been harassing us homework. in our Discord. <laughs> you know, we gotta do homework and shit. But uh, I'm also playing Genshin Impact. So like Mr. Oh, Earthworm with this yes. Monster Hunter, I'm doing Genshin Impact. Oh, so. uh, yes. And yes. Mitch, we will I, be I seeing each that. other eventually soon. Yes, eventually. I just hit level nine. I powered up. I got up a couple grinding levels yesterday, so I'm going to do some more after I get off here. You got you to get on my level. I'm 22. Where are you? <laughs> uh, I'm like level nine right now, almost level 10. <laughs> it's all He's right. working. I've, I've, I've been binging I've been it like, pretty hard. Yeah, I've, I'm hopefully going to start binging it soon, but I'm also playing Remnant, which doesn't help. So. Oh, yeah, you got multiple yeah. games. Uh, yeah, just like multiple shows. But, you know, we'll let Sky tell us about his trash taste first, and then I'll talk about my perfection. The guy that drops anime. I'm sorry, Sky. I love you. <laughs> okay, what so... two episodes have you watched this week? And what, what shows have you dropped this yeah. week, Sky? <laughs> I haven't actually dropped anything, which is which is amazing. Oh, man. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> write that down. Write that down, Mitch. <laughs> I actually went and, back and picked up a show that I had dropped March, previously. Well, not dropped. March, it was a seasonal March from October. Six. Uh, Sky didn't drop anime March 6th. Okay, I have it, I have it written Wonderful. down. It is a momentous a occasion, truly. Um, so there there was a show that uh, was a seasonal from the fall season. Uh started in around October, I believe. It's called The Day I Became a God. It is a PA Works original with uh, Key Studios, which is the, uh, the people that did like Angel Beats and uh, Charlotte and Little Busters, stuff like those that I'm sure you've heard of. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember watching like first six episodes or so weekly and then I just put it on hold uh, and then I went back to finish it and I have, I'm, I'm really torn on it because like it starts off as like the funniest comedy ever. Like every single episode has you just rolling constantly and then it completely hits you with total whiplash about episode eight all the way through 12, which is how many episodes it is. And Dude, I I literally had to pause it like through like once it got to like episode nine, I had to keep pausing the episode and just take take a moment to like not not just continue watching it because of how like horribly depressing it got, which is really weird as it started out as a really intense comedy. So um, a lot of people don't like it, but I I and the way that I describe it is the masterpiece that I'll never watch again because. 
it was so good, but I can never sit through that again. It was it was horrible to watch. So I watched that. Oh. Did you say that was the and, day I became God? Is that the, uh, name the of day that one? I became a god? Yeah. Okay. Next time I'm feeling sad, boy, I might have to pick that one up. Yeah, it uh, it touches on mental disability in a really realistic way, and it was kind of kind of rough because uh, my cousin is very much uh, mentally disabled, so it it kind of hit different uh, in the bad way. Uh, and then other than that, I have been picking up on you know continuing with the seasonals, obviously jobless reincarnation uh, and Hori Mia. I'm absolutely loving. Uh, I watched the newest episode of Wonder Egg Priority, which was a recap. <laughs> oh, wonderful. But, okay, I'm so confused because it was episode eight. Why? Why did they choose to make episode eight a recap? I can understand six because that's halfway through. But episode eight? Maybe, was, like, my all mind the was blown. good shit's about to start. So they're just Maybe like, it's like are you paying attention now? still? And then we're about to blow your fucking mind. Oh, I hope so, because I, I'm still not really feeling, honestly, <laughs> so I like the recap episode more than some of the previous ones, just because it had clips from episode seven in it, <laughs> Oh my <laughs> and episode God. seven is my favorite, <laughs> um, and then I, oh, also keeping up with uh, Tomozaki, which is another, it's another romance from the season, it's about a, a dude who's addicted to a Smash Bros knockoff, who's tries to learn to be a normal person <laughs> okay i can relate and, to that yeah I, I feel and then i uh again i i'm up to i'm with earthworm on this one up to episode eight of the newest season of attack on titan very and, nice very nice and i watched the first episode of re-zero season two part two so that's what i've been up to mostly seasonals don't you hate re-zero what? No, dude, I think it's great. No, it's okay. Konosuba. Konosuba. Oh, I was, I was trying to keep up with the whole conversation, so I wanted to address it now if you did hate it, but never mind. Safer, it's safer no, to bet that Sky it. hates something, honestly. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what I always do first. I'm like, well, he just, probably hates it, so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just, just imagine whenever we mention a show, it's just, ah, oh, Sky probably hates it, hasn't watched it, or he dropped it, you know. We may or may not be talking about something in a little bit that I might not be super fond of. That's okay. <laughs> well, okay, I... Mitch, what about you? Well, um, next to uh, finishing up uh, what we're talking about today, I uh, just grinded more of um, Soul Eater. I'm almost done. I'm actually almost done the whole series. I hit like episode 40 last okay. night. So I'm I'm getting there. Um, Earthworm's happy. You know, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's actually it's actually not a it's not a bad. The leader's show. good. Um, I mean, it kind. Of, wait till you get to that. Yeah, ending. the. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've heard it a bunch, <laughs> yeah. but like, I think Soul Eater's worth yeah. watching. It's honestly like a good show. Mm. And right there, yeah, no, I, I've, <laughs> I've been, uh, I, I know, I, I know what I'm looking for in the end. So, I'm uh, glad that I'm going to be doing Log Horizon next because we're going to be doing an episode in the near future about Lock Horizon, so I need to get season two done and then start a little bit of season three. And uh, that's that's really it. I didn't watch anything on the side uh, besides, well, the show we're talking, or the movie we're talking about today, and then I said Soul Eater. So, real quick, you bring up Log Horizon. And um, so, Sky, remember the, I think it was the, the other night when we were talking and I was saying, uh, I have dropped a few anime in my time. 
Oh, yeah. Log Horizon. Please tell me you didn't drop. No. I got no! like six episodes in and thought it wasn't that great. There we go, baby. No. <laughs> Uh, Log Horizon is the best isekai I've ever seen. How I don't know, you? man. Like, gr- granted, this was a long time ago. This was probably two or three years ago, and I might enjoy it now. But at the time, I was sitting there going, so you're trapped in a video game, and your first thought is, oh boy, we're trapped in a video game. Neato. Not like, oh no, where, how am I ever going to see my family again? They were just like, it took well, them two seconds. You, did, you like, did not pay attention good. at all. <laughs> Bro, I, I literally, that's what I was looking for. I was like, all right, how are they going to react to this? And they were like... Oh man, we're trapped. Doesn't seem like we can get out. Hurt to dare. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, you just use your attacks like you would in the game." And the guy's swinging his fucking sword. He's like, "Wow, this is awesome." Hurt to dare. I'm I'm like actually Hurt dying inside right now. Like, what, what am I? What am I listening to? This is horrible. I was saving that. I, I needed to get your reaction to to my confession on Mike. So here here we are. Uh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm trying not to like bust brain cells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please go so, back please go back to with, it with, <laughs> please delete delete that. delete hey mitch do you know what i love doing oh my god sky what do you like doing i love doing this podcast and do you know what helps us do this podcast oh my god what what on earth possibly helps us with this podcast that is patreon when lovely folks like Mello and James decide they want to support us by giving us their hard-earned money and supporting us on Patreon. Oh, cha-ching, daddy. Yes. Thank you, Mello and James, for supporting us. Uh, All your hard-earned U.S., Canadian dollars, whatever you're paying us through, goes to a good place, Uh, like upgrading the show. And like supporting charities. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, that's really dope. Uh, here at Talking Anime, we are all about trying to make the world a better place. Not only by introducing people to the king of lolly love. <laughs> and by somehow but... just talking shit, because that's usually what we end up doing. Yes, because here at Talking Anime, it's all fun and games. Until lollies are involved. Yeah. Then it's hilarious. And I, and I don't really want to get too sentimental, but it really does mean a lot that we're just kind of, you know, just sitting here just talking out of our asses. Like, I, I personally, I don't see why anybody would want to hear what I have to say, but you guys do. And it means a lot that you guys just want to want to give us some money and help support us. So thank you. Yeah, it, it goes a long way uh, supporting us on Patreon. Like, like we said, uh, 50% goes back into the show, like possible merch that could be coming out or, you know, equipment changes and anything like that. And then obviously charity, because we're all about supporting people who cannot support themselves. So thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you want to support talking anime on Patreon, simply go to patreon.com forward slash talking anime. It's Sky. Yes. Do you like doing podcasts? I love doing podcasts. Always a blast. I do. I do too. That's why this show is only possible next to Patreon supporting us is by a fantastic website. Sky, do you know what website that is? Is it anchor.fm? 
Oh my god, it is Anchor.fm. Sorry if that explode or that explosion <laughs> of excitement popped people's eardrums. Oh Mitch, tell us Anchor. what Anchor.fm is. What does Anchor do for us? Oh, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. <laughs> to, uh, Anchor.fm is your only, and I mean only, one-stop shop for free podcasting uploads. That's right, free. It doesn't cost you a single freaking cent to sign up to Anchor.fm. And Mitch... For as low as free, I might add. Does Anchor let you record and upload? Yes, it does. Thank you for saying that, Sky. Yes, Anchor.fm is uh, one of the most unique websites where all you need is a microphone of some kind. It could be headphone microphones. It could be a USB microphone like how we operate here at Talking Anime. Uh, anything that can be recorded microphone-wise, you can use Anchor.fm's website to record and edit on their website. But if you're like us, we use Anchor's awesome uploading tool that gets this show on every platform, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anything you can think of that does podcasts, you can find talking anime on there, and it's only possible because of websites like Anchor.fm. And Sky. Yes. How does the idea of being paid to do podcasting sounds to you? Sounds pretty damn good. Oh, uh, it gets me excited up in the morning every day. That is because the fantastic people at Anchor.fm have monetization power. They have monetization? Monetization! Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can be paid to do podcasts for as easy as here. Put this commercial here. And boom, you can get paid. Sadly, only U.S. residents can get paid for this uh, feature, not people like me who live in the Great White North. <sighs> but what else, Sky, supports talking anime? Well, just like Patreon, we have one other place that lets people like you, listeners, support us, and that is over on Coffee. What is coffee, Mitch? Well, coffee, besides being the nectar of the gods, Ugh. is a fantastic website where you don't... Well, you have to sign up for it, but if you're not into the long-term commitments of paying your content creators like us monthly, like Patreon, you can do a single donation on their website. So it's like a really big tip jar. So... On, like before, we said earlier, Coffee and Patreon, we take half to the show and the other half to charities. So yeah, I'd just like to give just a big shout out to everyone who supported us so far. So thank you, mm -hmm. everyone. Love all of you. Yes. Th thank you, everyone. We love every single one of you. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. 
And we are talking anime. Hope you guys enjoy the episode this far. Let's get back to it. Bye. Back to the show. With that mental kick to the nuts, Sky, uh, what uh, questions do we have this week from our lovely uh, fan? Oh yes, fan questions. I forgot. Okay, so we have we have two. Um, one of them is about Akira, but the first one is from Mr. Wilhelm, and that is, what have been your favorite games based on anime? Okay, I, I can go. Anime? I can't <laughs> yeah, think of any, games yeah. based honestly, on anime. that so, I've actually, like, I, enjoyed. I've got one. I mean, I, I, I haven't played a ton, but there's a couple, and I really like the Dragon Ball Fusions game. Uh, which is funny because I'm not a Dragon Ball person, <laughs> but I really did like the Dragon Ball Fusions, which is a game for the Nintendo 3DS back when I still played it. I decided to pick this up, and the game is basically just like you know your character who you get to customize yourself, and some your rival character get the Dragon Balls, and then they you know summon Shenron, and then they want a tournament of everyone from like. All, like just the best people from all around the world or universe, as I'm sure happens in the show, uh, and then you just end up just playing through the, with uh, just meeting characters from all across the series, and then just doing battles to progress through the story. And the combat is really fun, so I really like that game. I'd say Budokai. And now that you mentioned, I forgot that I actually did enjoy yeah. Budokai Three. So yeah, Bu- Budokai Three was probably like that's the thing I always find with like the Dragon Ball games like dragon ball when they put out games they always seem to make really good games because i mean it's it's dragon ball z it's you know punching blasts and stuff like that there's nothing like super advanced to it so you can make a really good arena fighting game which they have like the budokai series um fighters i really love playing dragon ball z fighters that's a fun game See, I enjoyed Budokai 3 because you were able to at least, like, fly around in your territory, kind of be Goku or whoever, and do that, and then land and, like, find a little mysterious thing dropped. They, like, they added it a little bit. Fighters was okay, but like Earthworm, we're not into the just straight-up, like, fighting arcade style because yeah. we kind of like more of the open-world yeah. shit. Well, a really good a really good game is if you want to get into stuff like that is um, Dragon Ball uh, Xenoverse. Oh, we fucked with Xenoverse. Actually- yeah, oh, well, we, we played Xenoverse. Xenoverse was good, and then Kakarot. I heard Kakarot's really good for like the open world uh, RPG elements, but like you know what? Once Dragon again, Ball though, Z why are we still out. telling the same story? Can 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 we change it up a bit? <laughs> like, come on now. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I've seen like the God Eater games. I've never played them, but that's based off the anime. There's I mean, the, the anime is actually based games. off of the video game series. Oh well, I mean, there you go. <laughs> there you go, I, ladies I and gentlemen. It, so. <laughs> Um, I mean, like the shaman, the shaman king game back in the day on the PlayStation Two wasn't too bad, but it's a lot. It was a lot of those like tactical tile movement kind of games, and the Yu Gi Oh the Yu Gi Oh card games weren't too bad. There was a couple actual like electronic. I was gonna games. say I did some, play one of, some of the Yu Gi Oh yeah. games. There was one I had for the uh, and fucking what the Game Boy Advance. Um, God, I don't remember what it was, but it was like the most realistic. Yu-Gi-Oh game at the time. It's like some of the ones on the mm. PlayStation were kind of wonky, not really like the card game translation, but this one was straight up card game translation. <laughs> if you had the cards, there was a little code on the physical card that you could type into the game and get it yeah. in the game. I yeah. remember looking up uh fucking looking up on the internet pictures of the cards 
so I could type them into the game and fucking yeah. get them. <laughs> Hack them. I'm going to get these cards for free. Ha-ha. <laughs> and, then, and then, I mean, like, you got the classic Pokemon games on, like, the Game Boys and stuff like that. Obviously, those are really good games. I, I watch... Actually, there's a YouTuber I watch who does um, Pokemon challenges. Like, can I beat all of Red and Blue just using an Abra and stuff like that, which is really interesting to watch. And it's uh, like JRose11 on YouTube in case anyone's interested in watching some guy play Pokemon and do weird challenges. And <laughs> Beating it with an Abra sounds like you're just beating your head against a wall for a really long time. <laughs> like, it can be done, but Magikarp does it need to be done? Too. He did it with a magic carp, and that's really. It was really funny trying to listen to him explain how he wins the battles with magic carp, because magic carp just sucks. Yeah, dude, no doubt. <laughs> carp, carp, carp. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I mean, if you, if you're into the arcade games, the um, J Stars, J Stars is pretty good too. If you're into like, uh, like cross, uh, it was all like the sh- it was like Jump Force before Jump Force was a game. So it was like the precursor to it, and that was pretty fun. You had it was all you know different animes and stuff like that too. That wasn't too bad of a game. Oh, so I'm not actually really that that into gacha games, uh, but I've played a couple, and the the only gacha games that I actually really enjoy are like the ones based on Sword Art Online. I've played several Sao gacha games that I just really like, so. I bought the bullet one gun gale online and I realized it's why did I buy the game for the worst possible art ever to come out of SAO and I never played it after a week. You cannot tell me that the GGO arc is worse than the freaking fairy dance arc. Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely horrible. The only thing that saved it was mother Rosario and actually having Asuna, Asuna having a story other than that. Yeah, it's just trash. I mean, the villain wasn't too bad in there either. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was the villain? I, I, yeah. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to add another rape scene with a pedophile trying to rape a, a girl. Like, yeah, way to go, guys. We're still on that trend. How is it a pedophile? They're the same age, though. I don't know. The guy that's creating it seems to have a hard-on for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, most, I mean, like most isekai guys, there's at least usually a dark moment in an isekai somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, like I said, I, I, I look. I, I like to defend Sao. I do love Sao, but let me tell you, I, you know, I, I do know its flaws. But when, when I look at the second one, Gun Gale Online, there was a reason that some people thought it was going to stop after that because it was losing steam. It was, it was the GT of uh, the Sword Art series. Yeah, and then they redid it with Alicization, and it got traction where people were like, actually, this is pretty good. So it's like I think. That's what's what's doing me in is that I knew that the yeah. second one almost got rid of the series completely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sky, your uh, favorite arc just got GT. That is not my favorite <laughs> arc. Shut up. My favorite <laughs> arc is probably the first one, and then Mother's Rosario was second, I think. But yeah, no, there's, you, you know, there's a niche for everything anime wise. You know, you gotta you gotta find what you like. You know. Oh, for sure. Okay, moving on to the so, second Scott, question because we don't need to talk about Sao the whole time. Um, this one, <laughs> this one also gets us more on the topic of Akira, and this comes from Detective Neckbeard. He's a real homie. He says that he has one question, and it's for the Akira episode. He said, "Buckle up because it's going to be a good one." Who is your favorite character from Akira? And Sky, I'm guessing yours is the Grandma Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> So first of all, I don't like this question because I I feel like there's a bit of slander against the grandma lolly. She is like 
she's like basically god like top tier you cannot she's not my favorite character because she doesn't deserve me to even mention her name no she's she's like ascended beyond us um i will just say that there's not a shit ton of characters in the in the movie uh so it's pretty easy to kind of pick from but i'm gonna go with kanida yeah same here there's that's the problem like there there wasn't enough characters to fall in love with and it was the characters yeah, aren't Canada. the my okay one of my problems with the movie which we'll we'll go more in depth later but the characters like they're just kind of there like none of them are really delved into like at all they hardly have personality like several of them just are like the same person that just look a little bit different um yeah they didn't really get a chance to to really flesh out too many of the characters it was really the story of of Kaneda and Tetsuo it yeah, that's, that's it's movie form, really you know. Was. Yeah, yeah. So I honestly like I like I, I did in my this most recent rewatch uh, earlier today. I found myself liking <laughs> Kaneda a lot more. Like he's a really really likable character when you when you look at him. Um, but I, I think, love his personality. I think Tetsuo probably just because of what they do with Tetsuo. I'd have to say he is like if I wanted to hang out with one guy, it would be Kaneda. But like watching what they did with the character, I really really like Tetsuo. I love. His whole, like, his quick development from, like, this kind of quiet meat kid who just wants to, like, prove himself to, oh my god, give that kid universal powers and look how much of an asshole he becomes. I can tell you... Give someone too much power, they become a madman. That's how it works in this world. Probably the worst character was uh, Kay, is that her name? The the chick who does nothing but just kind of is there to be used as something for the Grandma Lolly to talk through. I She did nothing for me. I mean, she did. F- I mean, spoiler alerts. We're gonna be eventually talking yeah, about yeah. this, but she was there to fight him, uh, Tetsuo, in the like the first start of that fight near the end. But yeah, something to keep in mind too is, and I know I've mentioned this to y'all before, but like Akira is a, a fucking epic of a manga, and they could not get all the information. I even believe that there's a, like a whole another arc after they, when they the changed the ending too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the thing I I felt while listen or watching this movie is I, it felt like it should have been made into an actual series, yes. not just a movie. Yeah, I mean, the manga think... wasn't done when the movie was made, so they had to make up a completely anime original ending for the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and this was before like anime was super super distributed. You know, it wasn't like everything yeah. that had a relatively popular manga was just expected to get that series in a couple of years or whatever this was like this is 1988 this was pretty, yeah this was like trailblazing especially for what it was and and movies i feel like were way more popular back in like the late 80s early 90s like ovas were a super huge thing to get it out there but you know you just people didn't have the budget for 26 to however many episodes and that's what i yeah. mean as i think and, the and- budget since it's a whole film you could tell that it they put a lot of time in it because back in the day they had to do a lot of this. Now this is all hand drawn oh, yeah. stuff, but you could, yeah. I find this better than some new anime in my opinion, when it comes to the animation, how fluid it actually was. Oh, the, was so the quite... only time it looked bad was when the lighting was like really intense, like in like a well lit yeah. room for a meeting or like broad daylight. That's the only time it really looked jank, but I mean, it's cyberpunk. So most of the time it's like really like dim and gloomy and it just looks so good. And even then, I don't think you can. I don't think you can call it jank. I mean, you can call it maybe subpar, but I can't. 
but in watching this, there was not like one scene that I didn't think at least holds up to today's animation, especially I mean, considering <laughs> that it's all shell sa- cell shaded. So, I mean, this is all 100% hand-drawn. Just the amount of frames that went into this is astounding. Yeah, there was that one still frame scene, though, where it, like, held. Like, he was, like, sitting down, and it, like, was just a still frame of, like, his feet of him, like, you know, in sitting position. And that was drawn really poorly, and it just held on that for, like, five seconds. And that stood out as kind of weird. But other than that, it most of the time looked really good. And I want to point out that, oh, goodness, if there was just a movie that was made for, like, an hour length of just, like, the smoke and explosions that are done in this, I would, I would watch that like a hundred times over. Anytime there was like smoke or mist or like liquid on the screen, it looked so clean. Oh, I loved it. And that's the beauty Mm. of that old style animation is everything looks that much more fluid. Yes. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing because like this movie again was made in 1988 and it was for that time. It was better than like most movies that were out back then, you know, and for the budget, just so like people get like the general idea of the budget. So on Wikipedia, there was a issue already with the Wikipedia entry. It had a $7 million yen uh, budget, which is like $5.5 million back then. That was what it was estimated. And it wound up making like 25 million in the box office but in reality, they um, the producer said it was less than 1.1 billion yen to put out this movie. Hmm. And That's a lot of yen. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, <laughs> you can kind of see, like, even though that this movie's, like, from 88, it still looks really good. Yeah, I mean, this is I an like, absolute I, masterclass on on how to do animation. Mm. I mean, and when I want, what's that, JD? I, Go ahead, sorry. I just wanted to say that it, to me, looked like because uh, Sky said earlier about the cyberpunk line of thing. I think of this as a post apocalyptic Gotham City feel. Like oh, yeah. I literally was seeing the lights and everything, and I thought like this is what Gotham City looks like. And you got the bikes and the street racing, and I was just like, I I don't know. I really felt the aesthetic of the environment and it hooked me from the get-go yeah i can definitely see that parallel for sure yeah so i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you guys some fun facts about the wonderful world of akira okay so um it set a new benchmark uh akira used more than 160,000 single pictures to create the animations uh seen on screen which is between two and three times more than the norm at the time. I believe so it. So it, what? Yeah, for like as much you can like, tell detail there was. It was yeah. Like again, the smoke. It, it, oh, the smoke was so it was so fluid. I love it. It, it set another record as well. It had three hundred and twenty-seven different colors in the drawings, and it set a record because uh, there was. I guess fewer than that before. That's outstanding too, because like Sky mentioned, most of the most of the anime is set in a very dark environment. So to use that mm. many colors in a dark environment just shows how much it's, they could have just been like, let's just use the same gray. But instead, they were like, no, we have to use a different gray because this is a different fucking scene, a different feel. Like they took the time and they they thought about those subtle differences. 
Well, even the street lights and the city lights and all that, they're all like different colors uh, mm-hmm. all the time. You can see that they're really trying to light up the nightlife since this is basically a lot of it was shot at nighttime. And this that's in... something that I noticed because there's a lot of different lights that are shown because, again, it's so dark most of the time. So there's street lights and then there's like signs that are lighting up and just different like they'll use flashlights at some point. And there's a lot of vehicles. I noticed yep. that every single time there's like a vehicle or like – uh, near the end where there's the beam that comes down like the light is always like a slightly different color from one that's been used before and even at the end with the blinding just completely just 100 percent white it's like it's not a color that you've really seen be used as a light from before earlier in the movie yeah except like right. the very first scene it's almost like it's coming full it is legitimately coming full circle there's a reason they use that shade of white that bright white only in the beginning and only in the climax of the movie are you talking about the big bang yeah yeah like the first (laughs) initial the initial what looks like a nuclear explosion yeah Uh, another exciting little fun fact is that this movie was done in reverse so uh, it was dubbed before it was actually animated so they recorded all the voice lines and then when animated, it is akin to how um, American animation is done. That's interesting. That's only See, for I didn't the watch Japanese. The dub, though, so I don't right? know. Um, yeah. I believe, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. At the time it was put out. Because yeah, the dubbing, ja- Japanese the dubbing was a little bit jank sometimes. Like the mouths would just be <laughs> moving open yes. and all over the place. Yes. I'm just like that. They ain't talking like that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that up. Or, I mean, I was gonna bring this up later on, but yeah, I found that very jarring that there'd be points where they're talking and the mouths would still be like gaped open between movements and words are just coming. Yeah. Out. And that's just because of how they did the, uh, the animation. See a lot of times in anime, yeah. the mouth is very, very static. Like just like the chin will just shake a little bit and the mouth will just open and close. So it's very easy like for it to seem natural with people saying stuff. But in this, their mouths have such a wide range of like how it opens and closes that because of that, it's more, much more synced to the Japanese that when the Americans are talking it just feels unnatural because they'll say a word that clearly you don't open your mouth that much for and their mouth is just gaping open so kind of jarring for the dub and that's the thing too about this is that this was actually like on most platforms the uh, the English dub is actually the second dub that was released because there was a dub that came out in the 90s and then the one that a lot of platforms uses is the 2001 dub that has Johnny Young Bosch playing Canada uh, and stuff like that. Hmm. Wait, he was? You two watch the watched the dub? I watched the dub. Yeah, there's two dubs to this, but most platforms use the 2001 uh, Pioneer dub. I feel like the 90s dub was kind of shit because that was before they knew <laughs> how sure to dub. Was. You know what I mean? It was before yeah, it mean, was a popular thing. I feel like until the early 2000s, anime in America didn't really mesh, especially with English you know, it had to be like that fucking borrowed videotape with the hard copied subtitles on it or some bullshit. Yeah, uh, the the fan dubbing and stuff like that. Yeah, Earthworm, yeah. did you watch the sub? Wait, who? Did you watch the sub or the dub? I have watched both. I this time my this last rewatch, I watched the sub. Ah, okay. So how how did everybody actually uh, watch it? Like on what platform? Hulu. Hulu is my friend. I w- I watched it on Funimation as well. Well, there's a clear divide here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, fuck Funimation. 
So I mean, okay, but here's the thing: you, right you you know for a fact that it's the the dub <laughs> is probably the Funimation dub. Like Hulu has a lot of Funimation shows, like dub. Yeah, shows. it would have been the Funimation dub. Even like when I watched it in the beginning, it does the little Funimation. You should be watching stupid you advertisement. <laughs> Uh, I would Actually, like to uh, Funimation, but you make it hard for us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny part is, it wasn't even actually like Funimation who dubbed it. it was Pioneer who dubbed uh, like the two thousand or like the two thousand and one. Uh, Funimation just ended up with the rights to, to distribution, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what ha- wound up happening. So yeah, again, Akira uh, at the time was like over a whopping ten million dollars, but you know, it's been get ga- or changed every so often uh again yeah it was uh released in 2001 uh, re-released in 2001 with a new soundtrack and new voice dub costing a further one million dollars on top of what they already had costing them wow okay mitch i'm sure i'm sure you have some more fun fun facts but i'd like to get into the plot a little bit just because the i I do have more fun i want to i want to talk about the plot a bit because i have i have been thoroughly confused i really did not follow it very well like was there he does not like this show explain it to you buddy you don't watch it in a movie three times for nothing yeah, I was hoping you would because let's just say my rating of it right now is not very high. So maybe you can help me ch- understand it a little bit more and maybe change my rating a tiny all right, bit. All right, Ch- children, sit around, gather around. Um, Walk us one through. of you let's can sit on my lap around if you'd the like. campfire yeah. and sing and, that uh, campfire song. Campfire pa- song. Papa Earthworm's going to read y'all Akira. <laughs> if you have any questions, please raise your hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there was there's like there was a couple things that weren't like a hundred percent explained, like a couple, the riots. A couple. I bro, this shit was all I, over the place. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get there, Sky. <laughs> but first things first, th- let's talk about the riots because that's like one of the huge focal points of the movie. Like they don't really explain where the riots are coming from, and it seems that the riots' motives changed very quickly. Yeah, I'll give you that. They definitely they found huh? one. So. What? Here, here's what it seemed like to me. I'm pretty sure this is this is how it went. So after the explosion in the beginning, which spoilers turns out to be Akira's transcendent trans transcendation. I don't know. Yeah, the that word, was that was like 31 years before. Yeah. So after yeah, that, we're in 19, in, yeah, in 19. Oh, so yeah. So just so everyone is aware who hasn't seen it, uh, the movie takes place in 2019. And the explosion happened in 1988 when the movie was made. So just so people know. So continue. Yeah. So after that, the the (laughs) Japanese government rebuilt, but they rebuilt in favor of the wealthy people and the companies, the corporations, classic cyberpunk shit, rather than um, the the free people, the, the, the people themselves. And what the big problem was in the beginning was a certain prime minister's tax reform, which they don't get into exactly what it was but i have to assume it was like tax breaks for the rich and companies and you're kind of putting that extra burden on the regular people so kind of like right now it's yeah but it's just like regular (laughs) i mean it's it's just people are rioting because they're tired of the government it's not like any real one event it's just that's it's kind of like late hellscape cyberpunk hellscape where it's like the people are just fed up as you can see, it's like there's crime and shit going on in the streets. These high I mean, school it's clearly kids are... a horrible place to live. Like, yeah, yeah. Kanida is in a gang these, with Tetsuo. These ruffians are, so. 
These ruffians are not putting uh, Jesus space between them. You need room for Jesus. <laughs> Everyone's all up in each other's business. But make way for Jesus. I mean, to simplify, Dude, I feel like everybody in this city is on steroids. Like the moment they kick somebody, I'm talking like faces exploding with blood. Like it's crazy. Like these guys are strong as crap. It's ridiculous. Well, welcome to 1988 animation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I loved. What I loved is the one scene where they're in the principal's office and they're all just getting hit and the teacher's like, discipline! Oh my god, that was hilarious. Discipline! Discipline! <laughs> and they thank him before they walk out. Oh my. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that was absolute gold. <laughs> but uh, to simplify so, your, your question, Mitch, the people are rioting essentially because they're fucking broke and they're not being taken care of. Yeah. And they're fed I, up. I've, I kind of, you kind of it's one of those things that you have to like really pay attention to because it's like lightly touched yes. on throughout the movie. And I started getting it halfway through, but it was again, one of those plot holes that they really didn't explain it well enough. So people would understand for people who don't pay attention, who are uh, reviewing this, for example, <laughs> uh, compared to someone who's just watching this just because they wouldn't notice that. Okay. There's the rich are having, you know, all their fucking money and everyone else is suffering and everyone's living in the slumps and all that yeah. shit. Okay, I paid attention as much as I could, but I'm a monkey and I see, like, pretty animation and, like, satisfying smoke effects and my brain focuses on that as opposed to what I'm supposed to be paying attention to, so I missed... I missed some some uh, probably important it's, it's, information. I mean, <laughs> it's because you're it's you're young. It's it's understandable. <laughs> think about young. this too okay. for like the times when it was made in 1988. Uh, think of a lot of the media that was out. I mean, you had like mm. uh, RoboCop and Mad Max and shit like that, where like the post-apocalyptic or like super corporate fucking future was a very very touched on thing in media. So. If you had been seeing that in every movie that you'd watched in the past year, you probably wouldn't need all that explanation. You'd kind of see the setting and, and understand, like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. So I think they relied I mean, a little uh, bit on yeah. that, too. I was going to say, that's that's kind of a horrible defense, though, for the show, because that mm. you shouldn't have to know the setting to understand how a, a movie's going that we're watching. So I think in that dis defense, I would say that's a horrible way to, yeah, to it makes defend it. Feel dated. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes and See, no. People say that I mean, it's a timeless classic, but like, if you need to like have an understanding of the time, the era that it came out to understand context, then it's not not exactly yeah, timeless. films that that last a decade or go and transcend time shouldn't have to further like need other explanations outside the source or the date or the setting of when it came out for it to be described why it went the way it did. Maybe maybe my greater point was that cyberpunk, the whole cyberpunk setting, was just a more popular thing. And since they had to cut corners to get this all in a two-hour movie, that is one of the corners they decided to cut. I'm really just playing devil's advocate here because you're right. I mean, the whole the political landscape of Neo-Tokyo isn't explained very well. It's definitely not explained like a Game of Thrones style where you have two guys and a half an hour of dialogue. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely it, it wasn't perfect. Yeah, they, they got into the psychic powers and this whole kind of thriller aspect yes. more into that than the actual government and society. And to be honest, from my watch through, and I'm not going to lie, this is coming from me, that sometimes I want some good storytelling. I enjoyed the fact that it kind of pushed away some of the, the bullshit about society because I've seen enough sure. of that. You know? It was but supposed they didn't to be a background. explain any of the powers, though. That's the problem. They pushed that away to focus on the powers that they didn't explain. 
yeah, but they're they're assuming that people would understand like the mechanics behind like it's psychic powers. powers. It's pretty easy stuff. for me to follow, but I also yeah. love superhero shit, so it's not you hard know, for it's, me to follow. It's like it's like oh, I can do things, make boom boom with brain power. That's all you really need. But to But they know, didn't you know? tell us how they gave the powers though. All, like all we saw was like oh look, he got like blasted and then taken away, and then he's laying on a on a freaking thing. And he's getting moved around, and all of a sudden he can like kill people with his mind. I'm like. Okay, I and mean, I think he, uh, it turns sure out Tetsu was, was one of twenty-eight. Ex- yeah, he was one of the like uh, one of the powered uh, beings. Yeah, mind you, we only see like five of these guys, so that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Another little spoiler is, boy, you find out mostly all the other ones have died because if you've seen, is uh, they've aged the ones that are still alive and the ones that are keeping their powers like controlled, so that way they don't go too beyond their powers or capabilities. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Earthworm, since you've watched it the no, most, you, but it seems like you, they were being experimented right on. on that. It's they're they're aging while being also suppressed. So like the the medicine that they take suppresses their psychic power so it doesn't go out of control, much like Akira or Tetsuo's, but that has an adverse effect which kind of keeps them in childlike bodies while still aging their appearance. Again, one of those things that wasn't super detail explained, another corner they had to cut to get in the plot of the movie. But yeah, Sky, Earthworm, going... can you explain this to me? Yeah, about the about about the children because they're like they're clearly old people. They look disgusting. They look yeah. like nasty, like nasty old people. But in the dub, they sound like children. Like they sound like they're like six years I, old. So I, I I actually shit you not. I made a note about this. Is I said it's jarring about the kids' voices <laughs> coming out of many crypt keepers. Yeah, that was like that in the sub too. They were they were children's voices, and I think yeah, you don't like lollies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sky. Yeah, this is an Jeez. actual lolly. This is what you actually need to expect from a realistic yeah, perspective. It's 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 a it's a lolly, but I don't know. I don't know if I want my lollies to look like my grandma. It's it's the re- it's a reverse lolly. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the whole like 90 year old geriatric children. But I, I, it made me very uncomfortable. What I, I've come, I, I, I mean, it's it's an adverse it's pro- effect it's probably, of the medication. I'm not yeah. sure why or how it has that exact adverse effect, but the medication that suppresses their ability to be psychics is the same thing that is making them blue and old. I mean, I know that yeah, they've I, been I, like I, dealing with that for like a hundred years, but like I feel like I feel like if it's able to do that to you, it should have some effect on Tetsuo, even though he only like experienced it for like a couple. I'm pretty days. sure Tetsuo did, doesn't maybe. take it. It did. If Tetsuo would have been able to con- yeah. keep taking the medication, he would have never turned into giant amorphous blob. Ah, <laughs> oh, he killed Best Girl yeah. too. That made me so sad. Oh. <laughs> Although they just didn't, they didn't touch on that. That made me so horribly mad because you literally I actually just was like, upset about that. You too. see her yeah. just explode into blood inside of yeah. him, and no, no one, no one dead. mentions any. They're yeah, afterwards. No, they're not even no. just like, oh, it's so sad that we lost Kauri, whatever her name is. Right? There's just like, oh, it's so sad. They no, they didn't say anything. They're just like, yeah, let's just move on and end this movie. It's like, what happened to Best Girl though? Clearly, she's dead. Show me her I corpse mean, at least. Or okay, something. but in all fairness, though, well, she was a blood spat. But they didn't. <laughs> At the end, smear, that last, like, smear. five minutes, they didn't go, oh, they didn't mention, like, anybody that they lost besides, like, what happened to Tetsuo. Because they lost, like, their entire bike gang. Um, yeah. The bartender was dead. Like, everybody was dead. And they were just, they well, didn't they mention any they acknowledged the bartender at least. <laughs> and, and they also did uh, y- Yamaga or Yamata, whatever the dude's name. Y- Yamagata. Was it Yamag- that he was- Yamagata? Yamagata. Yeah. It was like Yamagata, yeah, it was Yamagata or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think essentially the only one that lived was uh, Kaneda and Kei. 
And the other guy, and too. The, and Yamagato. The flippy hair boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yamagato. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, that's the thing. Like, it really was kind of cold, like, the way they ended it. Like, Sky was saying, they didn't really explain about anything. But, I mean, you could tell when someone becomes a red smear and they're, mm-hmm. you don't need to be shown the body. The moment I saw that, I literally went back and watched it again because I was so traumatized. I'm just like, no, not her. The character that I actually loved. I went back and I just like saw it again and I just like kind of paused it. I'm like, oh. Well, so the show did something right where you actually were into a character. That's just because she was hot and I liked her dub voice. (laughs) Christ. Oh, all right. (laughs) She was nice. She was was at least nice (laughs) to Tetsuo. Okay. I, I liked her. So, yeah, there was a scene during the riots, like, uh, about 12 minutes into the movie. Um, there's, like, um, the, there's one person runs in front of a riot soldier, and this riot soldier shoots him point blank with a fucking smoke uh, gun. I know exactly what scene like, you're talking I lost my point shit. point blank. <laughs> he just looks him dead like, in the oh. eye, lifts up his gun, and boink. <laughs> Boom. Fuck. And then there's another scene when they're doing the huge motorcycle ra- uh, chase, where uh, the dude fucking just goes right through the restaurant window and just smokes this dude in the back of the <laughs> head with his tire of his bike. I was like, damn, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. Can we talk about something? Yeah. Pete, like, I've not really heard anybody mention the art style of Akira, but all the dudes look exactly the same. Like, there's... there's I was actually going to touch on this. <laughs> there's so, so many yeah. characters in this that I'm just like, so is that the guy we just saw, or is it is it somebody else? Like, the two dudes. Like, there's, like, three guys that are just always hanging around with Kay. You know, they're, like, her bodyguards or whatever. They yeah, all look they, the they, they all look, look the identical. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say is that when I was looking up, because I read about how much a little bit of differences were between the anime and the manga, and one thing is, I think it is either Kay or the one that Sky likes so much is that actually she's supposed to be very, very beautiful in the manga, but maybe it was because the animation style. But I found them all almost looking like dudes as well. No, um, yeah, one hundred percent. Kay looked really. like half the time she just looked like an ugly like dude. And and, like, and I don't care about that. It's not like it deterred me. It's just I could tell this is the style, and you know everything's hand drawn and stuff like that. Um, I like the art style. I like the aesthetic of everything. Like I said, it's just, yeah, when it came to the female male kind of ratio and seeing the difference, I, I really couldn't see much of a difference surprisingly. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that, that was, the, uh, and then we're talking about like characters. There was the booking officer that, uh, Kanata called an old dude. And he's like, excuse me, I'm 25 and I'm not even married. And oh, that, that made like me laugh. 40 something. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That just felt like a parody of anime how characters never look the, the age that they are, which is funny. Like, Leario is literally, like, then. 18. Mm. Well, uh. that, that was... I mean, I give I give this movie the, the props that people do. Like, it was a really good movie um, and everything else, but, like, was the hype there for this movie? That is the question. Well, I have something to say, if, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, one thing I really want to give the props for about uh, coming from me, I watched, uh, everyone knows by now, Naruto. And it's kind of about Naruto constantly trying to pursue Sasuke as much as he's been a douchebag and like saying, I'm not going to give up on my friend. And then Sasuke's like, what? I'm your friend? You know, type of shit. I liked that once Tetsuo got a touch of this like power and it shows that, you know, 
Sometimes a simple, quiet person, when he gets all that power, he all of a sudden becomes a dickhead and thinks he can do whatever he wants. That Kanida, when he had to take down his buddy, he didn't pout, cry, say, I don't want to do this, sit and dwell on it. He actually tried to get shit done and actually tried to kill him. Oh, yeah. And one, I of my, one of my favorite lines from the movie is when he said, if, if someone's got to kill him, why can't it be us? Exactly. It's like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me. And like one time he jumps out of the smoke, kind of does got, I think, a rocket or something. He's got, the like, laser, the laser gun. gun or whatever. Yeah. The, the and he's telling, he's like, yeah. Tetsuo. And then he looks over, he's like, boom. And he gets him right in like the stomach, I think. And it's like, damn right. Take out your buddy. He's going to be a bastard. Kill his ass. While you're, like, while you're on the topic, something about the way Kanada yells Tetsuo, just Tetsuo, the way he fucking does yeah. that three syllable, it slaps, dude. That's straight fucks. That's what I mean. The hype about it is that I actually like the no fucks giving. I'm not going to dwell on this. This is a rugged world. We see these guys. They're basically in gangs. He does care about Tetsuo. But also, this isn't a time to be like, oh, what happened to him? Why is he doing this? It's like, no, get shit done. He's fucking people up. He's He thinks he's a god, you know? And uh, I don't know. I just liked how more realistic it took their relationship that even though they were friends, they had to do what they had to do. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and, I loved it. I respect that. Yeah, I that was like the the one thing I actually really enjoyed was like the the end fight, like the big end fight between Kanada and Tatsuo. I thought that was like it was really an interesting fight because you know, it's the he's got the superpowers, he's trying to not kill him, but then you got Kanada shooting at him with the lasers and everything else. Like it was really fascinating watching like a, a 1980s animation of a fight like that. It was done really well. Yeah, and I even, the psychic powers versus a guy that doesn't have psychic powers, like, you know, what do you do in that situation? But it actually did it well to where I didn't think anything was uh, ass pulley. So I really liked it. No, so. it was nice. You could tell that Tetsuo was pulling his punches because, like, he didn't really want to kill him. Like, it showed that he still had some heart. But also, he's like, he's not he's not completely fucking around. He's like, no, okay, I know you are trying to kill me, so I will stop you, and I will kill you if I have to. Well, he also wanted to be, like, he wanted to show him, like, now I'm above you. You bow to me. He oh, wanted that sure. sensation. Yeah, it was the power trip. He's just like, look, now you see how it is to be weak, to be below me, yeah. when I've always been Especially below you. And Tetsu, yeah, Tetsuo has always been, like you said, below him. He's always been the player, too. It's always Kaneda first, Tetsuno following behind him. Mm -hmm. So when he finally had the power to be like, no, 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 fuck you, I'm player one now. You follow me or get the fuck out of my way. I mean, it's the power corrupts, and especially with a, an impressionable fucking teenager who's never felt good enough. Yeah, I mean, that's you put a, mix teenaged angst with psychic powers, and you get destroyed Neo-Tokyo. I see that. Especially when it gives you a crippling yeah. headache. I mean, I can't even think straight when I have a caffeine headache. And, so that yeah. guy's probably and going the through some shit. And the hallucinations. Yeah, I want to go back. Like, when he was tripping that balls, dude. was a fever dude. dream when he was tripping balls like half the time. Seeing like the teddy bears. Okay, no, the shit. teddy bears thing no, no. wasn't him tripping balls. It was the children yeah, was using the, their the psychic kids. powers. But he was also he was he mind. was also tripping balls. Uh, so there I, I wonder times. if anybody else. This was funny because for some reason in that scene when he was like laying in laying in the bed and there was just like the the massive like teddy bears and stuff like coming at him. For some reason, my mind instantly thought, "Why does this remind me of that one scene in the Ant Man movie when like all of the toys are just getting really big in the girl's bedroom?" I don't know why I thought about that, but I started laughing because it reminded me of that, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> Probably because that was more recent, but I can understand that. Mm. I mean, I saw. No, the I love I that scene though. <laughs> While we're on the topic, yeah. the animation in that scene was 
was oh, just yeah. amazing. I loved watching the fucking toys, like just walking around as smalls, and then you see them just like conjoining together in the background, and the then the background starts to crumble shit. as the fucking as Tetsuo's powers like come into his own. It's just I loved how they yeah. used one of the things I really appreciated about many scenes in the animation is they'd either be animating the foreground or the background or like when the stadium was crumbling what was in focus was Kaneda but what was moving was the blurry background as if you were seeing it from Kaneda's point of view kind of I don't yeah, know because a lot a lot of animes like especially I've seen it in Dragon Ball Z and other ones you can always tell the animation which anim- like part that's being animated is about to crumble because they like change the coloring because they got to make it move in the scene while in Akira, I felt like it wasn't actually that noticeable. Everything kind of flowed together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it was just a lot more well done. But but that's not like that's like a budget thing, right? Like, it's the extra probably. frames, too. Like you said, Mitch, yeah. this was yeah. a, a historic amount of frames being used. So yeah, with little tiny details, they can frames, do that. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. And on the... On the subject of like something always being animated, something that I really appreciated was that long scene. It was like pretty drawn out. It was where they were in an elevator. Now, as we all know, there are certain like infamous scenes of being in elevators, like in freaking Evangelion, where it's literally just mm-hmm. like twenty seconds of the of a still frame with like ele- elevator music, and that's like all in this it, i really like the fact that they made it made they made an open window and the characters were were standing there talking to each other the camera kept changing every now and then but you constantly kept seeing the fact that you you they were going down and then every so often there would be the lighting effect of like from a like reflection from a window from across a building it would slide up on his face showing that he's moving down and i really appreciated that you could tell they were in an elevator and they weren't just still framing a room for 20 seconds that that's actually a good point i yep. remember that too that was actually really well yeah that reminds me of a term i learned um i took a film study class in high school for like a semester and the the term that i the only term i remember from that class is a french word called mise en scène or something i might be pronouncing that wrong but it, it translates to what is in frame so it's it, it means like even the background even the, the tablecloth on the table in the scene the lights that are used the fucking the wall color the wallpaper all of that stuff is and should be thought about it should be there for a reason and it's it's not like sky was saying it's not just like they're going up and down an elevator and you see the elevator moving so you know they're moving it's no they take into consideration how the light would reflect as the elevator's moving what's going on in the background it's it's those extra tiny little details of saying like every single piece of imagery that's in frame needs to be important Something that takes me out of anime a lot is the fact that, like, there will just be characters in the background, and it's obviously just a picture. Like, it's just drawn. None of these characters are moving at all. It's just a – they're just 2D still dudes in the background with the people that are in front is, like, what matters because they're the protagonists. But I still look back there. I'm just like, why why is that lizard not moving for, like, three minutes? Like, Mm -hmm. that's a big lizard. Why is it not moving? So – it was done really well in this where like if it's in the if it's in the frame it's doing something yeah yeah absolutely yeah i know it was it was definitely a well done movie and i can get why people call it like a actual like 
visual masterpiece because for the time and everything else, I think even compared to most anime movies now, like Akira is, you know, heads and above most of the anime movies now. So I've been trying not to be negative. I've been trying to stay as positive as I can about the whole thing, but we're, we're getting decent into it. So I think I'm going to mention, I didn't like this movie. I, I actually did not enjoy it, really. Uh, the animation was definitely beautiful, but the characters did nothing for me. I actually hated more characters than I liked, and a lot of them were just there to die or not do anything, just kind of be used as a tool like Kay. Like, Kay had a big role, but again, she was really almost entirely there just to be used as a tool by Kyoko so that she could talk through through her to tell uh, Kaneda where to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I'm not... Personally, as I, the person who I think likes the movie the most out of the four of us, I'm not, like, blown away by any of the characters. Like I said, I just found out that I liked Kaneda more than just him being the guy in the movie, but I actually like his character. But even then, it's like... Compared to other characters you've seen in many other media, especially some of these fucking amazing animes, yeah, they they definitely don't stack up. This is more about the setting and the plot and the everything else around it. The characters are essentially a device to drive the plot. You need yeah, characters, I was so say. here they are. Yeah, essentially, I didn't get the feel either. I like Connie Dub because of his personality, his snarky comments, especially when he called that guy old dude. And... Really, I just felt like it was trying to push the whole idea about what power happens to someone when they, you know, don't know how to control it in a post-apocalyptic world where someone at the tender age that Tatsuo was, like Earthworm said, it, it can change you. And I think it was just, it quickly got through the point. It really got to the whole point about psychic powers. It made it more of a spectacle with the animation. And for some reason, I didn't care that I needed to know about the characters. I didn't even care if they delved into them, I wanted to just get to like, how is this going to end? Yeah. I, I feel that might play more into the factor of like anime at that time was a lot more of, we're going to pay attention to the mechanics of this world, like the power systems and stuff like that compared to like today where everyone tries to balance their anime to be like, let's emphasize on the powers, but let's also make sure that the characters get their moment. Let's give them a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to have a backstory now. And, and, and I, I, I get it. That's, and I think that's what, again, like I was saying is that an older anime, it probably leans more towards like the story itself and not the characters. But what, you know, like what the was the story though? That thing is like, the story was kind of about the characters. Like there wasn't like an overarching plot and that's kind of the what government bugged. created a bunch of psychic people but yeah but it's very surface, when they started it's very surface level like the characters are really what drives the whole thing forward and that's what bugs me because the characters are not well written and the fact that you're like your whole like what you're supposed to care about is the characters and what's going on with them that's why it kind of like falls flat for me see i watched it in a different point i didn't sit here thinking man i want to know how all these characters got into this way I was already pushed into it saying this is a post-apocalyptic world after World War Three happened 31 years ago. There was a big bang out of nowhere, and this is what happened after all that happened. And then you quickly, by the end of the film, find out that the big bang was essentially one of the creations they made, having a psychotic breakdown, causing a nuclear bang, and that's how it ends at the end of the film. Starts at the beginning of the film, ends at the end of the film. It actually had an A to B and it finished it, and you don't technically need to know the backstories, 
because that wasn't the point of what they wanted to show. But that's just from what I was seeing. Yeah, I just wanted to know why I should care. Like, why I should care about these characters. And I never really, really got that. The only thing that I really got was that, hey, Kanade, is a, he's a good dude. And I'm like, okay, I can buy that. But everyone else, <laughs> not really. And I don't know. Sometimes sure a good some dude people... needs to kill you. I'm sure. I'm sure some people were satisfied with the ending, but it was one of like when I as soon as the movie ended and that song was just playing. I'm just sitting there. I was like, it's one of the most unsatisfying movie endings that I've ever seen. Like I was so unsatisfied with it. I see. I loved the ending. I loved that. I am Tetsuo. <laughs> it's and I don't remember what exact. I'm pretty sure it's like a philosopher or something, but it might even be like uh, I think, therefore I am where that's derived from so i am tetsuo that he is it's kind of like an all-encompassing thing of what like if someone He's asks basically you, like, everything did he, right? did he become god like that's kind so of let what me, I... let me let me explain <laughs> it's some magica let me explain akira and like that whole power thing the best i think i can okay so what <laughs> what right. i what when remember when uh, Kay and kaneda were sitting in the jail cell and she was kind of explaining it to him and yeah. she said that uh, Akira is energy. It is pure energy. It is the the yeah, essence the ultimate, of the universe. The ultimate power, kind of. I think it was like the ultimate power or the ultimate energy is what she referred. to Yeah. As. So think think of like the idea that you har- harness the power of the universe. It's essentially consciousness on its own. So if your mind, whatever gives you the ability to think like we do, to dream like we do, to remember things, to feel love and anger and whatever separates us from primates, from monkeys, take that and put it in its most pure form. Take consciousness and release it from its body. So it's like you gain all the, you step away from the the shackles of physics and you're able to do anything that this universe can truly allow you to do. That's where the psychic powers come in. You are no longer shackled by your humanness. You are one with the universe. That's why you can create a barrier of energy around you because you're just manipulating the energy that is the universe. So every living being, at least humans, I guess they were saying, has the potential to unlock this power. It was just the fact that Tetsuo legitimately collided with a barrier of this power that awoken it in him. So yeah, it's essentially what you would consider God. I don't know if they have the ability to necessarily create like you would think a God could. I don't know if they could create a universe or if they become the universe. But yeah, it's it's stepping outside of the shackles of physics and reality as we know it and being able to see consciousness for what it is and that's why at the end when he says i am tetsuo it's kind of like you know if someone asked him what are you and without being to true able to truly explain like i'm a human i have two legs i have two feet you are just consciousness at that point so that's his only ability that's his only true answer is i am tetsuo yeah, the whole I am Tetsuo thing at the end, it very much parallels, in my opinion, to, like, in the Bible, when people would ask, like, Jesus, like, who are you? He just, his answer is just, I am, because he's God. So that's his yes. answer, and that's really what it what it parallels to, if, from what I took out of it. And, yeah, you, and that's you can, a very the, good yeah. parallel. A lot of animes have done that with the open ending, and, and like, I've... I mentioned it just quickly before, but Madoka Magica, technically, that's what happens. Madoka, she becomes everything. Just and becomes that's why, uh, all. Earthworm. Yeah. yeah, Earthworm loves that, but the difference between Akira and that is, like, this is a lot better told, in my opinion, because I was able to understand a little bit better 
than you know the other show, but it, it happens a lot. So I, I found the movie. It, it, I felt right after the movie, like it ended good <laughs> to the point where I'm not like, you know, I need to see another movie to get more of this world. No, I got closure. Like, I yeah, that's what it is. It's the feeling of closure. Like it started as it ended with a big bang. You know, there it is, right there, Mitch. Boom. And, and that's the, it ended perfectly. I don't think there needed to be uh, needs to be another movie. And okay, so leading into that question, I had this question when I first booted up this movie. In the world of cinema that we have now, could you guys see a live action Akira movie in the future? No, no. absolutely. Personally, no. I don't want them to touch Akira live action or animated. I think this needs to stay what it is. He said, "Do you see it that it happens?" Though he I didn't say, "Do you want it to happen?" He says, "Do you think it will happen?" And I think it could. Ah, I do. Do if I think they? I see. I don't think they will do it because of. I think there's enough people that have that kind of viewpoint, especially. The old fuddy-duddy, like, gatekeeper, tastemaker type people who have been watching Akira since it came out. Um, I think they... I don't think they would appreciate the the re-release, even if it was, like, a a live action. I don't think it would get the traction that it would. And they, if they don't buy it, if they're not into it, I don't see who the audience would be. You know what I mean? Oh, I got some bad news for y'all. Are they doing this? It, Don't tell me you just Googled it and they're going to do it. Fucking God damn no, it. No, actually, you're going to be happy. What happened was actually up 2019 before the whole COVID hit, they actually, Warner Brothers, had planned to make an Akira movie. Uh, and it was getting Treadway, but it just now, like I think a year ago, got canceled and removed from being released. So now, right now, it's still not in works. Dude, I couldn't have it, dude. Because you know Michael for... Bay signing up on that. You know, he's got to be. He's yeah, has he's gonna, to be the guy. I can make explosions. I can make so many explosions. Explosions and half-naked women. It's going to be all <laughs> I mean, slow motion like explosions. <laughs> uh, but he'll make it go like more than one scene. He'll make it happen in every five minutes. I'm just going to say, like at least if it had to be anybody, explosion. at least it was Kauri. The one, the one female in the movie that's actually hot. <laughs> It's too bad she's bi- I mean, a big splat now. Oh, my word. I, I, I mean, hate like... that. Okay, so something that I'm confused about with the movie is because it's very obvious, like, watching it, that it's trying to tell you something, that it wants you to take something away from it. Like, I feel like it would be directed in a different way if it wasn't trying to be I, – I don't, I don't know if I want to say deep, but, like, it wants you to take something away from it. But I end the movie with just not knowing what I'm supposed to take away from it power corrupts man yeah it's broad it's definitely broad like societal things i think is what it's trying to push um yeah i got about like three or four things that come to mind when i thought of watching it but yeah. I, I know everyone's different i mean like the i i definitely think they were trying to paint a light on what it, it, it kind of goes back to what i was saying about a, a lot of media doing this but there was a big thing about like you know watch out for cyberpunk corporate fucking nations corporate states because the people don't don't benefit from that at all. So I definitely think that was one theme. And like JD was saying, power corrupts. Definitely don't don't walk around with that chip on your shoulder all the time, thinking you need to prove yourself. You need to be better because the second that you do, you can, you know, you have the ability to be better than somebody else. You kind of can become an asshole. It's like imagine if you got picked on all the time, and then all of a sudden you made a million dollars. Well, you're going back to your school, and you're fucking like flexing on all the kids and you're probably paying some kid to punch the your bully and 
I mean, is it wrong? Maybe. Is it right? Probably not. But that to an extreme is what Tetsuo does. it feel does. good? Damn right it does. But is it right? It's like it, Tetsuo no. felt great when he was ripping people apart and fucking destroying oh, he bridges. Loved it. But look at, like, he didn't see it as I'm killing hundreds of thousands of civilians. He saw it as they're trying to fucking pick on me, essentially, and I'm not going to let them do that. I have he not killed his to cult followers, though. <laughs> Why? Like, he didn't he had technically just a massive, kill them. He had just a massive cult following him, like, praising him as, like, the god of the new world. And then all of a sudden he's just like, okay, you guys are on this bridge, and I don't want this bridge anymore. Just get the fuck out. And I, I think that speaks a little bit to how when people get super desperate, like all the citizens in Neo-Tokyo were... They're willing to to cling to anything. They're following an icon, and they yeah. think that this is basically a deity showing up to go against the government that's been putting us down for this long, not realizing that that's just false belief. Yeah, they're looking at him as their legitimate, like, Jesus Christ, their Messiah. He has come. He has the powers of God, and he's taking down this police state government, this militaristic fucking dictatorship. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I absolutely I can... loved that one dude who hops up on the car and says, no, he's a false messiah. And then he just gets they... yeeted into the crowd and trampled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kira's here. Uh, yeah, Teach you to talk no, shit like... about my messiah. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to hear all the ratings, actually, by the end of this, too, because I want to hear so, Skies. Ooh, that, that's, actually, that's actually what I was going to lead us into, is what is everybody's final rating on Akira? I'll go last. Oh boy! To spice oh, things up at the very. I don't know end. if we want to go last because it's going to be negative. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you know, you got to keep it spicy. Right. I want Mitch. I want to hear what. What did you think of the movie? Because you've had you've had things on both sides of the aisle. It sounds like you liked it, but I want to know exactly how much you liked it. So, being that I am a fan of like the older styles of anime from like the '90s and everything else, um, I am actually going to give this a 10 because I really did enjoy the movie. What? Oh, okay. So anime movie wise from the anime movies that I have seen, Akira is probably the best anime movie I have seen. So in, in the realm of anime movies, I'm giving it a 10, but anime overall, it would get an eight. And if it was an anime series, it would have been an eight. Okay, that. But for movie wise, so he likes the movie aspect. It's just enough time that it uh, had. Yeah, if it was if it was turned into a series, it would probably be an eight. But for an um, anime movie, it is probably a ten. I have not seen your name and all these. Mitch, other when we watch Weathering with you, yet. you better, you better freaking give it a ten out of ten if you think. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm just, mm. <laughs> he's a fuming. It's got it's got competition <laughs> there, Sky. It's Wonderful. got competition now. <laughs> I had to I had to give it a good rating because I know Sky is going to probably give it a really shitty rating. So we get an even right, right, Earthworm. It's your what turn, Mister Earthworm. Um, okay, so as far as like grand, if I I is movies and TV shows included, I used to have this ranked as a seven because I had a lot of the same complaints as Sky has brought up. You know, the plot's kind of fucky. It, it's he's got a point you watch it for the first time and you really don't know what's going on and that's not a selling point for an anime oh all you have to do is watch it four times and then you'll finally get it <laughs> i understand how that's fucking annoying and that's really like pretentious but i have watched it three times 
I knew what was going to happen this time, so I really paid attention to the nuances of what people were talking about. And it really does make sense. If you if you know the structure, then the things that they're saying make sense. But when it shoots to a random scene of some military guy talking to a doctor about uh, this fucking wavy thing that's like a hologram, out of nowhere, I can understand how that could turn somebody off. So it started out as a 7 for me, but I've, I'm have i going to bump it up to a 9. If I could give, like, decimal ratings, it's like an 8.8. .8. Like, it's not... It's not, like, one of the most stellar things, because it does have that that those problems. But I the animation is fucking amazing. I love it. it. It stands up, if not eclipses things that have come out this year, last year. I mean, it, the, the quickest comparison I can give is, like... The Black Clover, some of the fights in Black Clover are just so hectic and so wish-washy. And then seeing how this all cel-shaded animation does fluid animation, it's like, yes, they had it down in 1988, and they're doing things that some people still can't do in 2020. So it gets a solid 9 for me, um, especially now that I actually understand what the fuck is happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. That's me next. Um, I have to say is that I'm starting to realize, uh, just kind of like Mitch, I've I've really liked the old animation. Um, I've watched Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, which is like 2004. It's not old, old, but I'm just I'm in the 90s area. Uh, I'm planning on watching Trigun stuff like that. I'm really uh, liking it. You you should check out um, Aroni Kenshin. That one's actually a pretty good one too. I've actually watched it. I'm yeah, the halfway. the filler in the beginning. The filler is, is killing. Really rough, but we've been meaning to get back into that at some point and just kill the Kyoto but, but the thing arc is, at least. Akira has just got something where I can understand Sky's gripes because this isn't a perfect one for me too. I mean, I feel like there's some things they just kind of like toss to the side. Like, hey, hopefully you can follow along. If not, here you go. Enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. But my thing was, I did enjoy the ride. I actually enjoyed, they kind of like decided, hey, maybe people aren't going to really get too into like what the powers are or what these characters have for a backstory and more of like, just watch this this quiet kid go nutso quickly and basically how you deal with it in this type of cyberpunk world. And the world is just beautiful. And the way it goes from A to B, where it starts with the Big Bang, ends with a Big Bang, and finally understanding how this whole process works, I just, I can't say enough that I just sat through a two-hour film and I was like, I got my closure, I got what I needed, it didn't blow me away, but also for a 1988 film to do better than like what Earthworm said, better than most new new anime in my opinion, it's already blowing the waters off some things I've seen recently. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. So... That being said, one of my first anime movies next to the Dragon Ball Z movies that I've watched, uh, that's a good start, and I'm giving it a solid 8. So we went from 10, 9, 8 right now. Um, I'm giving it an 8, and I'd recommend it to other people to watch. So. Oh, yeah, hands down. It's definitely one I'd recommend like anybody yeah. who's a fan of anime. Is to like I said, the, the animation, I can't talk enough about how fluid. Like Everyone talks about the scene where Kana does like, gliding his bike, oh, it's so and it short, does it all so sweet. in one shot. I'm about shots in films and in, in even live action on making the camera go in all one shot. Don't cut a bunch of times. Just go in one motion, mm. and you feel it so much better. And they did it in an anime, and I was just sitting there like, this is this is well done. So, yeah, 8 out of 10. All right, Sky, bring the average down. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. Okay, so here's the thing. I gave it a rating, though I'm 
I have zero confidence in the rating that I gave it because, I mean, as I'm sure you guys can tell based on how I was talking through throughout this review. Even after the explanations? I'm very conflicted about it because, of course, there are parts that I enjoyed. Like, again, the animation is really a big selling point. Like, I think I can recommend it to people just based solely on the animation. So... There are there are things that I enjoyed about it, but there's a bunch that again like that I'm confused about and that I just think was done poorly. So I I would not say that I like it, <laughs> but I don't. That I, again, I'm so conflicted. So okay, so when I first finished it, I was like, I just need to give it a rating, and I figured that my opinion would change after the discussion. Uh, my rating that I gave it right when I first finished the movie was a four out of ten. Which yeah. I I know that's a lot harsher Ooh. than it should be. Now I, I drop things for four or lower. So that, that's that's a strong a strong number to put for a dislike for this movie. But think about it; it has a lot to live up to. Every like so many people acclaim it as one of the best movies ever made. Like I've heard that from so many people that it's one of the best movies ever made. So it has a lot to live up to when it's being claimed as that as a timeless classic when I don't think it holds up with the storytelling. The animation definitely does, but elements like storytelling and characters don't really hold up to this day like 40 years later or whatever. So it's hard. I think I think my opinions changed a little bit. I think I want to give it a five or a six, not quite a four, but I still, it still doesn't work for me like it works for clearly a lot of people. And again, like my my top five movies, as I was uh, talking to JD earlier, my top five movies of all time are all anime films. So especially as it being claimed as one of the best movies ever made, it has a lot to live up to for my personal tastes. So I think I'm probably gonna give it give it a five or a six out of ten. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, I, like we've mentioned in uh, one of our episodes, I, I, I didn't like Fully Cooley that much, and I gave it a 6 out of 10. However, mm. even for a show that I think was chaotic and didn't do a good job telling the story, like you're saying for Akira, I couldn't give it like a 4 because it was still well done with music and everything else done with it. So I'm glad you moved it up a little bit because 4 just – that's well, just like a that's kick partially, to the ads. That's partially why I'm conflicted yeah. because I'm like – I'm sure, like, there's some, like, Sword Art Online I've mentioned before. I think it's bad. Like, I don't think it's very good. But, like, my personal enjoyment mean makes me not care where I put it. Like, I could rate it a 1 or I could rate it a 10, and I just don't care because the enjoyment that I get from watching SAO just completely surpasses uh, how how well it is from an objective standpoint. And I think this is kind of the other way around. It's good, like objectively like visually it's it's fantastic and there's there's elements of it that are objectively really good but my personal enjoyment really impacts the rating that i have of it i can understand that i i really do because the longer i've sat off of like uh, code geass for example the more i feel like you're explaining now it's like yeah i know it was it was really good and there's a lot to like a lot of story shit like how to write an interesting fucking narrative there's a lot of shit that it did right but do i want to watch code geass again i sit back and think and most of the time it's really i i don't want to sit and watch it again so i can understand how you're how you're feeling for sure
So yeah, I think I think I'm gonna end it at a like if, with decimals a five point five, but on Mal I'll put it at a five. So I think I think for me personally, it's an average film. It's a fifty fifty. Yeah, I'd say sit on it for a couple of days. At least for me, I know that like some of the older, it, it maybe just some of the older stories how they have that like end on a an open note or end on a depressing note kind of like I know you haven't seen it, Sky, but. Evangelion ended very, very drab, kind of. And, uh, yeah, for me, it... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, frog in my throat. For me, it takes me a little while to really digest how I feel about shows like that. And at first, I'm almost offended that I didn't get the answers that I wanted to. I mean, my favorite movie is Weathering With You... And I, it ended pretty open as well. I mean, a lot of a lot of Shinkai's films do end pretty open. And sure, it ended on a light positive note, but a big aspect of it is I don't want to do any spoilers for it. But yeah. a big aspect of the ending is that a decision was made that impacted basically the whole world for a, like the rest of for the rest of time in maybe not the most positive way, kind of a selfish way. So I can't, I can't really say that that's the reason why I didn't enjoy it. Right. Right. Fair. Fair enough. Like I said, just sit on it for a couple of days. At least I tell you what, do me a favor. Let, let everybody know in the next episode, a week out, how you feel about Akira. Then I am, I'm just generally, generally curious to see if anything changes. Yeah, we'll do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sky, and thank you, Mitch. You might yeah. have to remind yeah. me, but we'll do. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having so, us on. Uh, oh yeah, of course. So, what do you guys have on the docket? So this will drop on uh, the Thursday after we're recording. Okay. So, I believe, if my dates are correct, our year in review podcast episode should be out by then. Um, if, I know we share a lot of listeners um, and anybody who we might gain. We want to thank you all for supporting us for a calendar year doing this thing. This is freaking awesome. Uh, if you don't listen to us already, uh, find us anywhere you get your podcast. Wherever you're listening to this bad boy, we should be on there as well. Just give a search for the Anime Brothers. Um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, you can find that through our links and whatnot. I won't spend too much time plugging that because uh, you got to subscribe to these Monday. boys' Patreons too because uh, they got one and this is their fucking show. So why don't you do that first? And then if you got enough time <laughs> yeah. and money, come on back now. We got we got some tears as well. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're just gearing up for year two. What, what about you, JD? You got anything that you you're really excited for? Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more kind of reviews of animes. We're going to yep. try to stick to things that we can watch together. That's one of the core things we want to do. We want to really kind of get in-depth discussions about certain animes. Because from what we hear is a lot of people kind of like our discussions when we pull back and really dissect a, an anime. Yeah. So we'll be doing that more in the future. And uh, episodes every Monday. So make sure you check up on that. And then uh, just uh, keep on supporting and enjoying the adventure. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it's been a blast, and you know, for sure, we'll have you guys on in the future. I actually have a uh, bracket idea. I want to have you guys come on to do. Oh boy, another do. bracket! Here like we it. go. We're After do, we had ours, we're gonna do a bracket on the best anti heroes. 
I'll oh, trigger. I, I, I trigger people when I do brackets, so I'd love don't to trigger worry. a whole new fucking audience. Let's so go. So you don't have to worry about triggering people. I'm pretty sure that's that's my thing. I do that yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Um, just uh, hit us up in the DMs or whatever. We'll do. Uh, we'll make it work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so thank you for everyone who's listening. You all have been listening to the hashtag best worst anime podcast around. I have Ooh. been Mitch. I've been Sky. And these have been the Anime Brothers, JD and Earthworm. Hello, bye bye. <laughs> and we love every single one of you. We will see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye guys. <laughs>